today on Real Life Radio. But you need to be careful that the Bible says this person is a liar. The one who denies that Jesus is Messiah, that Jesus is Christ. It goes on. This is the Antichrist. That is that Antichrist spirit. How do you know? Denying the deity of the Father and of the Son. This is Real Life. Welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs. I'm David J. thanking you for joining us today as we listen, learn, and are challenged by God's Word, the Bible. Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibbs' new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he exposes the lies with knowledge, experience, and scripture. In a world of deceit, this book is a powerful tool for answers and for truth. From the inspiring foreword written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapter, Living in the Days of Deception is a powerful must-read. Let the deception of this world stop here. Order Living in the Days of Deception today by making a gift of any amount to the Ministry of Real Life. Order now and you'll receive exclusive bonus video content by Pastor Jack. Go to jackhibbs.com days. That's D-A-Z-E days. jackhibbs.com days. On today's edition of Real Life Radio, Pastor Jack wraps up his series called Futures with a message titled The Antichrist. Who is he and where does he come from? This series is a study in what the Bible says about heaven, the future, and why it matters in our lives today. You see, in the end times, a man will arise to oppose all that is Jesus. He will proclaim to be the true Messiah, seek world domination, and attempt to destroy all followers of Jesus Christ and the nation of Israel. So today, Pastor Jack is going to show us that now is the time to get serious about where we will spend eternity. It's time to reject all that the coming Antichrist represents and open our hearts to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Now with his message called The Antichrist, who is he and where does he come from? Here's pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs. A lot of people have heard about the Antichrist. You don't have to be a Christian to have heard about the Antichrist. Everybody knows about the number 666, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and yet when it comes to church life, it's kind of interesting because Christians just kind of glaze over uh, this person. Now, we have mentioned him over the course of these last several months numerous times, depending upon what we were speaking on during this series. But this series, remember, is brought to you for one reason, and that is to bring the believer to a clean and clear understanding that Bible prophecy is to actually empower you and excite you and comfort you as the days get later, as the days get darker. It is our security blanket. Eschatology is the study of the prophetic word because we're the only ones that walk around this world realizing, hey, I know what that means. I can see, boy, the Bible told me that was coming. And all of that gets us ready. And that's a very good thing. But the Antichrist, we're talking about the events of the last days, various references, the end times, last days, last hour. John, John calls the last days the last hour. I like him. He's, he's not even waiting around for the last days. He's calling it the last hour. He looked at his sundial and said, man, it's, it's the last hour. He said that 2,000 years ago. 
So think about that. So we're down to the last couple of seconds here. The nanoseconds. The Jews refer to the events of the last days as the end of days. That's a pretty powerful word. And Muslims have in their eschatology, which is an eschatology robbed, stolen right out of the Bible. But they look to an end time scenario that is described from their perspective, which is what the book of Revelation and the Old Testament prophets have revealed for thousands of years. That there's an end coming. And that for the believer, for us in this place, I pray that you're here as a believer. If not, why aren't you a Christian? I mean, I can't think of one reason why you're not a follower of Jesus today. Uh, It's never been a better time to become a follower. And what are you waiting for? I mean, this is a time to get on board. This train's about ready to leave the station, friend. And we'd love you to come with us. Christ is coming back and he's promised to do that. And he'll never break his promise. And so the Bible tells us that in 1 John chapter 2, verse 18, 1 John 2, 18, the Bible tells us there, John says, little children, he's speaking to the church, it is the last hour. And as, I have to, as you have heard, the Antichrist is coming. Even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. In other words, every time you hear of false prophets, false teaching, sermons that don't accomplish anything. I'm convinced now in the world that we live in, you can go sit in a church and listen to a sermon, and if it doesn't do anything, then it might be just as dangerous as false teaching. If it's just a message about platitudes and thoughts and perspectives on, does it instruct? Does it rebuke? Does it convince? Does it exhort? Does it cause you to draw closer to Jesus? I think God is looking for sermons and churches and messages and pulpits that are ready to stand in the days of which his very word is being fulfilled and shall be fulfilled. This is the time to gird up your armor and to have faith. The word antichristos is, means that he comes instead of Christ. He, he's the replacement Christ. He said, how's that going to happen? Very easily to a Christ-rejecting world. To a world that doesn't read the Bible, to the world that has rejected Christ, this one is going to come on the scene, and he is going to be instead of Christ. That's what Antichrist means. Remember that from now on. He has come instead of or as an imposter of Christ, of Messiah. And I'm going to be using those words, Christ and Messiah, interchangeably to keep your attention for a reason. Christ in Greek is the Hebrew word Messiah. According to the Hebrew prophets, the Messiah has to be God. Read the book of Isaiah. God says, I am God alone. There is no other savior but me. I am your redeemer, he says to Israel. And it's very clear. You need to remember that. An antichrist is going to come on the scene at a time, according to the Bible, when the world will applaud his declaration. He's going to come on the scene and the world is going to go, we like him. Right now, you and I are living in a world where you can feel the division that's taking place. You're seeing the things that are being spoken of and by the people that are saying what they're saying to them, it's completely normal. And you see some of these bills or legislation that's going on around our nation. And to the people that crafted it, they think it's normal. But you think it's satanic or it's crazy. Why? Because you have a biblical perspective. The world is being divided. But don't worry, the world will be united because this Antichrist is going to unite the world. 
but I'll put this out to you. It won't be able to happen until after the church is out of the way. Right now, according to the Bible, you are the light and you are the salt of the world right now, but God's got a plan for that. But this is very important. First John chapter two, verse 22. Who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Messiah, Christ. He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. That's a strong statement. I have wonderful friends who believe in the Father, but they don't believe in the Son. And it breaks my heart. And I keep witnessing to them. I keep loving on them. And I think by now they've picked up that I'm being nice to them and loving on them because, isn't it funny? I'm being nice to them, even when I don't want to be nice. I'll be nice to them because... I want them in heaven with me more than they want to be in heaven. And so, but listen, you're not going to go to heaven unless you have the father and the son. And you can't have the father without the son and you can't have the son without the father. God is one. And that's very important. But you need to be careful that the Bible says this person is a liar. The one who denies that Jesus is Messiah, that Jesus is Christ. It goes on. This is the Antichrist. That is that antichrist spirit. How do you know? Denying the deity of the Father and of the Son. 1 John 4, verse 3. 1 John 4, verse 3. Every spirit, John says, that does not confess that Jesus has come in the flesh is not of God. That now incorporates every cult I can name. And this is the spirit of the antichrist. Watch this. Which you have heard was coming. And is now already in the world. What a statement. John wrote this 2,000 years ago. John said there's Antichrist spirit in the atmosphere. There's Antichrists that are doing anti-God labor. But there is the definite article, the Antichrist coming. There is a personification. Church, the Bible teaches that in time, at some point in time, there is coming a real human being, just like you. Uh, The Bible says he is a man. He's a male, so he's not confused. He's got it. He knows he's a man. The Bible says he's a man, and he knows he's a man. And Satan knows he's a man, because the Bible says that Satan possesses this man. Okay? Can you imagine? Listen, the only thing that you and I can uh, think about is when Satan possesses a human being. We're not talking about demonic possession. We're talking about Satan getting inside a human. That happened 2,000 years ago in the upper room when Passover meal was taking place. And the Bible says that Judas was there and Satan, having entered Judas, went out and betrayed Christ. This man will be possessed by Satan, literally possessed by Satan. His thinking will be satanically engineered. His actions will be satanically anointed. The power of his words, the word usage, the things that he does, and he will have a religious sidekick, the Bible says. The Bible refers to this sidekick of his, his promoter, as the false prophet. The Bible refers to him as the false prophet. But when you look at it, he's the epitome of the, of the PR man. He's his assistant. He goes everywhere the Antichrist goes. And on top of that, this one is able to perform miracles to exalt the Antichrist. And lurking in the shadows and behind the eyeballs of this Antichrist is Satan himself. So if you think about it, you've got an unholy trinity. You've got Satan pretending to be the father 
you've got the false prophet pretending to be the Holy Spirit, and you've got the son of Satan imitating the son of God, the Antichrist. Remarkable. Second John 7 says, Second John 7 says, for many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess that Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh. I love this statement. It's awesome. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. I love that. Look at that. They cannot, will not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. For that matter, it could be translated as even coming back in the flesh. They'll deny that. You're listening to Real Life with Pastor Jack Hibbs. You know, to hear more episodes and maybe catch up in the series, just go to jackhibbs.com. That's jackhibbs.com. And for now, let's get back to our teaching. Once again, here's Pastor Jack. So church, listen, as we look at this, Matthew chapter 24, we need discernment. Matthew chapter 24, Jesus speaks about a discerning spirit. Now, church, on the day of Pentecost, the church was born. And it's going to leave this earth. The Spirit of God came down. The church was born in the day of Pentecost. And the Spirit of God will catch the church up. We read it a moment ago in 2 Thessalonians 2. And that's when the church age, or the bride of Christ, will leave off her witness on earth. She will be in heaven. We'll talk more about that when we end. All along the way, from then till now, to the moment we go up, discernment is needed. However, even into the tribulation period, what Jesus writes in Matthew's gospel extends all the way into the end of days. This is important. Wherever you're at on God's timeline, is it the 1940s? Are you back in 860? Is it 1112? Is it 2021? You are to look according to the time frame you're in and apply scripture along that linear line of God's prophetic revelation. And God had to communicate to every generation along that line. So how does he do it and be accurate when he wants to do something special? Answer, context. Context. Listen, some great sage once said, when you take a text, that's a verse, out of context, that's the chapter. You create a pretext, that's a lie. Dr. Walter Martin once said, I could create a cult easily that the whole world would follow because he said, I know enough Bible and I can pull scriptures out of their context and create a religion. And by the way, that's what all the cults have in common. They use the Bible. Notice, I don't know any cult that doesn't use the Bible. They use it wrong. Look, you can use a chainsaw to cut down a tree or drop it on your foot. One is the right way and one's the wrong way. And cults will always use the Bible, but they'll quote a verse completely out of context. When you read what you're about to read, remember the context. Okay? Matthew 24, verse 43. Jesus said, but know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. That's why I love that. Verse 44, therefore, in light of that wisdom, you also be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect. It is implied to the believer of every generation of every age since the day of Pentecost for that generation to be ready. Matthew 24, 9. Then, that's an important word, then. It's a timestamp. Then, it means something's going to happen. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation. Not the tribulation, but they will tri- deliver you up to 
very difficult times and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, or everybody's offended today, so. (laughs) Will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will arise and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all of the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Jesus is saying in a broad brush from 30,000 feet, it's going to start out like this, and it's going to end like this. And I find it awesome, by the way, that the, the Lord finishes off what we never could complete. If you read the book of Revelation, the church's commission, by the way, is to get the gospel out to the ends of the earth. That's number, number one call. Did you know that? We're to get the gospel out to the ends of the earth. Number two, we're to make disciples of all people. I think a healthy church is once you make disciples, those disciples wind up getting involved and getting the word of God out to the end of the earth. And it just is one perfect divine circle until he comes. That said, at the end, the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation that God is going to dispatch an angel from heaven that is going to fly through the midst of the atmosphere of earth and is going to deliver the gospel, preach the gospel to every creature on the face of the earth, and then the end will come. Now, we are commissioned to preach the gospel, and we do that, and we're going to do that, and we're going to do that, and we're going to keep doing that until he comes. But clearly, the closing testimony of the gospel of God is right at the end when this angel... Now, people say, well, you know, maybe it's a satellite, and they name it angel, (laughs) Uh, I don't think so. The Bible didn't say it was a satellite. They didn't say it was this piece of metal. It looked like an angel. No, it said it's an angel. And this angel, can you imagine? At the end of the tribulation period, the world has gone nuts for all this time. And then there's this heavenly manifestation going on in the atmosphere. And you hear the gospel. The thing is, when you read the book of Revelation, they don't believe it. They curse God for having given it. They shake their fist at God. Now, their choice with the, with the gospel of God is their business, but God's being faithful. I give you a chance. That's what he's saying. I'm giving you a chance. Even at the end of the tribulation, to me, it's the equivalent when Judas came into the garden and Jesus said, is it with a kiss that you betray the son of man? In other words, what does it mean? <laughs> Judas, wake up, dude. Satan's got you. Bail out while you can. But Judas stayed on his course. He loved money. The Bible says for 30 pieces of silver, by the way, which is in Hebrew Old Testament, is the price of a slave. 30 pieces of silver. Remarkable. But listen, this is a very uh, grave thing to be thinking about as we look at this. I want you to mark this down. Remember, context is king, friends. Matthew chapter 24, verse 15. Therefore... When Jesus is speaking in Matthew 24, 15, you can see it in your Bible. It's letters in red. When you see, there's going to be a generation that sees something. When you see the abomination of desolation, notice in your Bible, it's in quotes, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Isn't that amazing? Jesus is saying, you guys need to be aware and pass this news down to every generation because someday it's going to happen to them. So you read it and understand it. What is he saying? 
You all should have known the book of Daniel by now. There's no excuse for you not to know the book of Daniel. Jesus is saying, as you get deeper into the last days and the end of days, the key is the book of Daniel. Okay, watch. Watch this. He says, verse 16, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Number one, do you, do you live in Judea? No. Somebody does. I've been there. It's a real place. Listen. Context. Ask yourself this question. Who is he speaking to? Well, whoever it is, he expects them to know about Daniel. That's a clue. Daniel's a Jew. Number two, Judea is in the mix. Let's just keep going. Uh, he says, flee to the mountains. Verse 17. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. Well, who of us sit on their roof? We don't. The Jews do. Because they have flat roofs. When you're in a Jewish home, you eat dinner and you have fun and you cook or you whatever you do. And then the family and friends go up on top of the roof and you watch the sun go down. And the cool of the evening comes and you watch the stars come out. It's Jewish. It's what they do because they know how to live. Honestly, it's awesome. You go to Israel. The houses have the patios on top of the house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. I just think it's awesome. Israel has always been an agrarian society, and even today, Israel supplies all of Europe with all of its fruit and vegetables. Israel's farmland reminds you of California's Central Valley in the north and Salinas. Amazing. I, you can't even tell the two apart if you're standing in either one. Verse 19, hang on to your hats. But woe unto those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. You say, what does that have to do with anything? That's a good question. Hang on. And pray that your flight or your escape may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. No Gentile cares about the Sabbath. And what about winter? Well, in Israel, there's only two places that get snow. Mount Hermon, way in the north, covered in snow. You can ski there. It's beautiful. It's connected to Lebanon, Syria, and Israel. Those three nations meet at the top. Covered in snow. It's like, it's like our Mount Whitney. There's Hermon. Jordan River comes from there. And then there's another spot where it snows. It's called Jerusalem. Okay. The area of Judea. And Jesus says, I'm telling you, there's a time coming when you better watch out. And women who are nursing with babies, you're going to find it really hard to run and flee. I pity you. And for those of you who have been schooled in the traditions of man, you have, you're going to misappropriate the Sabbath. And when you see this happening, when you see what, listen, when you see something happening that Daniel warned about, when you see it happen, you're going to have a rough time with your conscience because you're going to run about a, a thousand and five furlongs and you're going to get there and you're going to say, I can't go any further because this is Sabbath. You're going to have to choose between the value of who I am as God versus the rules and guardrails that I've given you of life. One is to help you out, the other one is to save you forever. Pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs, here on Real Life Radio, with his message called, The Antichrist. Who is he, and where does he come from? Thanks for being with us today. This message is the final message of Pastor Jack's series called, 
Futures. Now, don't forget, if you want to re-listen to the whole series or maybe catch up on an episode or two, you can always do that at jackhibbs.com. That's jackhibbs.com. Hey, this is Jack Hibbs here, and I want to encourage you to get our brand new book, Living in the Days of Deception. This book is specifically written to help you and I navigate these very deceptive times. Here's a special offer. Yes, it is available wherever books are sold. However, right here at jackhibbs.com, if you order it here with us, you will get and only get right here four video teachings where I address certain aspects of the book with you personally. And so we look forward to you getting your own copy, Living in the Days of Deception, right here at jackhibbs.com, and you can get the four exclusive bonus teachings as well. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is available for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com slash days. That's D-A-Z-E, days. Once again, jackhibbs.com slash D-A-Z-E. You know, in a hectic world, it's hard to find a moment's peace. A beautiful sunrise on a quiet beach gives temporary solace. But daily inspiration that will guide and uplift our spirits is what we need the most. It's why people of all ages are turning to devotions with Jack Hibbs. There's a new devotion each week and previous devotions you can go to to start each day with purpose and hope. Jack Hibbs devotions are available on our website at jackhibbs.com. That's jackhibbs.com, where faith meets real life. This program is made possible by the generous contributions of you, our listeners. Visit us at jackhibbs.com. That's jackhibbs.com. Until next time, Pastor Jack Hibbs and all of us here at Real Life Radio wish for you solid and steady growth in Christ and in His Word. We'll see you next time here on Real Life Radio.